everyone, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Tiffany, and you're listening to another episode of The Disney Download. Here at The Disney Download, we'll be discussing the latest Disneyland news along with sharing park tips and tricks. Plus, we'll be sharing our opinions on everything in the Disney universe. So get ready to have some fun. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week of The Disney Download. We are very close to done with our Marvel rewatch and today we'll be talking about Avengers Endgame but before we do that Carolyn how's your week going (laughs) this week I feel like has been like just fine but we were at downtown Disney yesterday and got to eat and shop which was fun and very needed um and now I'm just chilling and you know just doing life how are you Good. Yeah, same thing. I mean, we went together. It was fun. <laughs> I know. It's been like, <laughs> I feel like it's been so long since I talked to you a whole like 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I definitely am going to be sad that I'm not going to be at the parks for a long time. So it was good to get my final fill of a little bit of Disney magic and then, you know, au revoir. You know, I keep saying I'm going to like wait, but then I know that I'm going to see people in the park and be like, oh, well, now I got to go. And then I also have had people like say to me that they can't wait to see my coverage of Avengers Campus. And I'm like, well, crap, now I got to go at least twice because the first time I go, I just want to enjoy it and like not feel like I have to story the whole time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to see if um, one of my friends is going to, if they're going to let non-CA residents who are vaccinated come because she might come out. So I'm kind of like waiting to see if that happens before I decide when I'm going again. I feel like I have to go for um, another day to do a whole like coverage of Avengers Campus and all the food and all the rides and all that. So we'll see. I always <laughs> say that I'm only going once this summer, but I'll probably go more than I anticipate because I can't stay away. Let's be real. Yeah, we shall see. I mean, I'll definitely go at some point this year. Just I'm not sure when. Yeah, <sighs> we'll see. I get it, but I definitely, I, I, it's, summer's always hard because it's so hot. I know, maybe it's that, like that not will, as enjoyable. Yeah, but maybe that will keep, like, have less crowds because no. you don't have a, <laughs> you don't have a pass. I don't know. I um, feel like the summer's always really busy with, like, I feel like there's more tourists because summer break and everything. Yeah, uh, but also currently there's still, like, I know the state is allowing people who are fully vaccinated to like they've approved them to come and visit and go to theme parks but disney still hasn't like said if that's okay Um, yeah so it's gonna be interesting we'll keep you posted um but yeah i don't think i don't think i'm gonna go before june but maybe i'll go before june i don't know just to be i would probably i probably wouldn't park hop i would probably pick one side or the other um I would probably pick DCA to go to and just ride Guardians all day. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I might I might wait and then afterwards kind of like once I like see Avengers campus and then decide when I'm going again. I don't know. It's all really up in the air. There's just a lot of things up in the air in my life right now. So I'm trying not to plan too too many things too far in advance. 
you know. Just- I know. I learned my lesson in 2020. Don't plan too far ahead because <laughs> everything will change. <laughs> I say this as I'm planning a trip to Orlando in December and then the end of January next year. I'm not going <laughs> to plan things in advance, but I'm planning two trips <laughs> for like <laughs> nine to ten months out (laughs) but it's fine well I mean because we had to get tickets for an event uh at Universal and so then I was like well if I'm going I'm gonna go to Disney at least one day for my birthday and do the festival of holidays so like we've we've planned a whole thing it'll be very fun I'm very excited um what's the uh Universal event it's uh the Orlando Informer event they do it I guess twice a year so once in the summer and then in the winter, and so they basically, um, it's a special ticketed event, kind of like the Disney After Dark things. And so it was $300 to go both nights. So I think it's Friday and Saturday night. Um, and you get basically like unlimited food and drink, like mm. non-alcoholic drinks while you're there. And then you can ride pretty much all of the rides. So like, yeah, you might be paying a lot, but you're not going to have to pay for food. And because it's smaller crowds, um, you know, you can pretty much get on like any of the rides that you want pretty quickly. Oh, so I was like, fun. that sounds worth it. I'll do that for my birthday this year. Yeah. That'll yeah. be nice. Yeah. I'm excited. As I'm not planning things for, you know, <laughs> that far in advance. <laughs> planning lots of things very far in advance. Just, you know, <laughs> don't know when I'm going to Disney other than the 12th. but moving on um what what fun things have you been like watching and reading this week Tiff um I started Sweet Magnolias yesterday um the movie no the show on Netflix um I don't know about that one yeah I mean it's good it's like it kind of reminds me of Heart of Dixie have you seen that no oh it's very, like, girly and cute and, like, Gilmore Girl vibes type, like, small town. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's good so far. Like, I don't – I feel like the first season of things is just, like, never great in my opinion. And so I'm just kind of like, hopefully this gets better. Because everyone <laughs> says it's really good, but so far I'm kind of like, eh. Never, never great. I mean, I know lots of first seasons that are pretty good. Like what? <laughs> like uh Bridgerton oh yeah <laughs> like like Game of Thrones like Outlander um Breaking Bad pretty much any show that I love I think has a really solid first season yeah I guess there are some good shows with good first seasons but there are a lot that are not great at first and then you learn to love them oh, so I hope okay. this is one of those I don't I don't think I'll be watching that one though I'm sorry <laughs> It's okay. Uh, I also started watching um, Daredevil season two. Oh, what, what do you think? I still haven't started any of those. I finished Jessica Jones, and now I guess there's like a weird order you have to watch them in. And so now we're back to Daredevil in season two. Um, and yes, so far, I it's have good. read that. It's good. I the Punisher is in this season, mm-hmm. um, so it's like kind of a cool crossover and. My husband is telling me that the villain from Daredevil season one may, like, people are speculating that he may be in the next Spider-Man or that the guy who's Daredevil may be Spider-Man's lawyer in the next movie, which either one would be kind of cool. Yeah, I've heard speculation that they might bring some of the, like, it wouldn't be connected, 
like maybe in some sort of like multiverse way they might but like they would just bring those actors over because you know they've done like a good job kind of thing like people yeah. like how they portray the characters so they would like keep the same actor but you know then who knows no one really knows we all speculate all I these know. things and marvel's just like yeah no that's not how it's gonna work yeah <laughs> but so far so good what about you uh i'm still kind of struggling for like tv content right now um but i did just finish the first uh book of the it's like the grisha like series the grisha verse shadow and bone so i could watch the show that just came out on netflix and i'm actually really loving the show i have two episodes left and um i highly recommend it i think it's it's really good um I kind of recommend reading the book for like the, at least the first book first. And I know they pull actually from the first book in like a con- connected series, um, but I don't think that one's as important. I think it's just kind of the characters they're bringing in. I don't really know. I'm still very new to this whole Shadow and Bone Grisha universe, um, but I really love it. It's kind of like it, like fantasy, but like set in reality. Um, so I'm I'm really enjoying it. I don't want to spoil anything since it's very new. Um, but I think it's great, and if you kind of like that fantasy-esque stuff, I highly recommend uh, checking it out. I think the show is very well done, um, and the updates they made from the book were really good, too. Hmm. I'll probably watch it at some point. I, I recommend that, yeah. You, then you'll ask me a million questions. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I will. <laughs> yes, it's, that one's very good. Um, but other than that, I'm still really, really kind of struggling. Everything I've been watching is, like, week to week like men in kilts is over i've started the nevers which i think i've talked about this the past couple podcasts like i kind of like it's again kind of set in the victorian era but very fantasy-esque as well carolyn likes things that are based in fantasy (laughs) wonder why um but uh i'm liking that so far i'm just interested to see where it goes i know there's been some controversy around it because it's josh whedon and people don't seem to like him now um but I think it's a it's an interesting concept. I'm interested to see how it ends. But other than that, I'm like I don't really know what to watch, and I'm gonna finish Shadow and Bone when we're done recording. So <laughs> by the time we record next week, I still won't really know what I want to watch. I don't have any good suggestions. I feel like our um, TV show taste differs at times. Yeah, I I agree. You like warm and fuzzy. And I like do romantic and like I don't mind those things, but I definitely like, I, obviously, the things that fall kind of more in the epic fantasy yeah. like, realm. People I like some of those things, can do too, things. but I feel like I have to be in the mood for it. Like, sometimes I just need something stupid to play in the background, and I like things I don't have to pay too close of attention <laughs> to. But I feel like shows like that, you have to pay attention. And sometimes yeah. I'm down, but sometimes I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally get that. And that's why I actually liked reading the, or why I listened to the audiobook for Shadow and Bone. Because um, definitely that's one where they think they do a really good job of explaining everything, but there's a lot of like little things from the book that I'm like, oh, I'm glad that I have kind of the context for this um, so that I can understand it just a little bit more. But I really like shows like that, like, especially if I'm going to invest in a show, I like to like just be able to dive into that world. Um, and when I want things to just turn my brain off too, I usually go to reality TV or YouTube mm-hmm. and just watch Avengers cast um, interviews. Mm. Being just That's silly. Smart. 
Yeah, that, that's what I do. I want something that I don't really have to pay attention to. <laughs> yes, I do also put on Bravo. It is yeah. my soothing grace. It's, it's our it's our mind turn off TV. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Marvel, what did you think of the new uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings trailer? Um, don't hate me. You didn't watch it? I forgot. Oh my gosh, I told you to watch it. I know. And I was like, okay, yeah, 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 I will for sure. And <laughs> I did. like I kept going to do it and then like getting distracted. <laughs> and then I just completely forgot until you said it like a few minutes ago. And I was like, oh shoot. <laughs> so how was it? <laughs> I mean, I'm very interested. I I can't necessarily say I'm excited about this one just because I don't really know anything about it. But I, I'm very interested to see how, like, his story and how he fits in with the Marvel Universe moving forward. Um, like, yeah. I think that's I why know. I forgot to watch it because I was, like, if it was a new movie of, it was the new Black Panther, the new Guardians or whatever, I'd be like, oh my gosh. But since I am not familiar with the story, I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll get to it. <laughs> and then I forgot. Yeah, I can't tell quite yet if it's going to be, I doubt it's going to be like a standard like origin story, like this is how he gets his powers, you know, or how I'm sure they'll do something because Marvel, I, and that's the thing that like we said, we appreciate about Marvel, they don't always do the standard like this is the, like, this character's origin story, like it'll probably, it is obviously going to be completely and solely about him, but it's not going to be like, you know your standard act where it's like you know act one you know he gets his powers act two he's figuring out his powers act three for the last like 10 minutes he uses his powers Um, you don't think no I feel like based on the trailer like I feel like they're gonna do maybe something similar like they did with Captain Marvel where you see like flashbacks Mm -hmm. to maybe how he and that's the thing I don't I I should read more about this. I actually meant to watch like a trailer breakdown, um, but I just didn't have didn't have the chance. I got sucked into Shadow and Bone. Oh, um, so you forgot? I just I, I forget <laughs> a lot of things, but I watched the trailer the first day it came out, so <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I didn't forget to do that. Um, it's just one of those things. I meant to I meant to read more about Shang Chi. I just haven't gotten there yet. Um, but like I don't know that much about him like if he is super powered or if he more you know is like Falcon or well now okay spoiler if you haven't watched Falcon the Winter Soldier for this week or pause for a second Falcon is now Captain America Um, so or if it's like that where you know the new Captain America this is also very confusing now there's too many Captain Americas um like or you know where he just like was trained um to be very good at like you know martial arts things and then uses you know like weapons or you know tech to kind of like amplify and assist with his like skills so like I don't know enough about the character to really like like I said be excited about it but I'm really interested to like see the story and learn more about this character and have this character in the MCU and see how he like fits into everything. Um, kind of like a lot of the characters that we're getting, like the Eternals, um, you know, we're getting a lot of new characters into the MCU. So this is kind of the, the start of that. Um, we're getting a lot of new characters into the MCU. So it's going to be really interesting to see how, you know, it all comes together. Yeah. Speaking of more Marvel stuff, 
Yeah. What did you think of the finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I thought it was really good. I, uh, oh, I, I, like, Sam showing up in his, like, new costume and just fully, like, being Captain America, I thought was so awesome. Um, I just love how, like, proud Bucky is of him and that they're friends. Um, and I thought they, like, wrapped it up really well, um, in terms of just like the storyline but also this is a much more you know open-ended story I think and there's going to be a lot more threads that tie into um other MCU projects with like now we have U.S. agent and this like lady named Val and then the power broker and is the power broker Sharon Carter or is it you know someone else um who's just kind of like using her so yeah, I I thought it was really good. What did you think? I also thought it was really, really good. I, like, none of the Marvel stuff makes me cry, really, except for Endgame, which we'll talk about. But <laughs> this one, I like, this episode at the end when he was giving that whole speech, I was mm-hmm. like, I started crying. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. Somebody go talk to the america the whole america (laughs) (laughs) everyone listen to sam wilson the new captain america (laughs) no i agree i thought that last speech that sam gave was like just so good and like just some of the little moments like they're like that's that's the you know the i can't remember the guy's name he's like that's the falcon he's like no that's captain america yeah i know i love but I am going to get confused because of all the Captain Americas out there. I wish we could call him Falcon America. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm so happy he took up the Captain America mantle and that he's like changing the image of what America is. And it's amazing. Yeah, I I loved it. I just love that little bit at the end where it's like, you know, Bucky and Sam are now like... They're like, they're like buddies and like family and he's just like down there hanging out in Louisiana with them oh, yeah that made me so happy I just love it and if Bucky isn't in the Captain America 4 that is in development um, I'm gonna be real mad I also feel like because everyone like was hoping that Chris Evans would show up uh, mm-hmm. in this and I was like mm, it's a slim chance but I feel like I feel like if they do a Captain America film, like that's where he would do a cameo. Mm-hmm. Is in, like that type of thing where it's like bigger, you know, because, you know, some people aren't going to watch the shows or have a Disney Plus membership um, and kind of see those connective threads. But I could definitely see like that being a place where they they put that cameo instead of in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think people I mean, we did get some like cool cameos from the shows, um, but I don't know. I feel like because we've had so much time to speculate on them, people are like, we want this and we want this and we want this. And it's like, it's, it's a TV show. <laughs> like they probably have limited budgets and limited things and limited things they can do. And like, you know, I, we were commenting on this when we were watching it, but like the CGI in um, the shows has been just like so amazing. And so I'm sure a lot of their budget is going to that to make it at like MCU level. So it's like consistent, you know? Yeah, for sure. But yeah. I thought it was a very fitting end to the story. <sighs> I have to find something else to watch now on Fridays. I'll I know. Re- rewatch all of the shows. Just start with WandaVision. 
go through. I know. The other day I was like, should I just watch WandaVision again? <laughs> Probably. I, like, you know, I'm just going to have all the Marvel things on repeat until Loki, mm. which is in two, like two months. I mean, okay, not fully two months, like a month and a half, but it's still, it's a long time. I know. Ugh. It's going to be yeah. rough. I know. But we'll be, be here soon enough. Yes. It'll fly by, actually. <laughs> it was funny, though, because I was I was talking with uh, one of my friends who I'm going to Avengers Campus with, and we got a hotel room for the night before, so we don't have to, like, drive there and worry about parking. But we realized it was on June 11th, and I was like, <gasps> I'm like, we can watch Loki together. She's like, oh, my gosh, we can. <laughs> like, That's so we're, funny. We're such nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we can watch the premiere together. <laughs> Yay, I can't wait. I know, I'm so excited. So, we are going to take a quick little break, and we're going to come back and talk Avengers Endgame. And we are back from the break, and we're going to talk all about Avengers Endgame. But before we do, let's talk about our experience seeing this movie in theaters for the first time. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember mine really, really, like, vividly. I was, I mean, we spent a year you know like anticipating this because it was roughly a year between when they were released um and everyone was like all the speculation and just you know you know how like difficult infinity war was to like watch and so i just remember well first i remember was it crazy when you tried to get tickets for the movie because when we tried to get tickets for the movie it was just like absolutely insane. yes that i was literally just thinking about how i bought tickets the first day that i possibly could mm-hmm. and that they sold out like super duper fast yeah so like amc say i remember was down for like ever and so i had amc stubs so i was like oh i'll just grab it through stubs it'll be fine i was like i we were up so early the site crashed and then i think i spent like maybe an hour trying and then i was like oh i'm gonna check the el cap which i live right near the el capitan theater in hollywood and so that's like the disney owned theater um and just by chance we got like some of the very like last like two seats together um i went with my roommate rusty and so it, it was like just such a crazy experience because we had to see it Thursday night. Like, so, you know, Thursday night is obviously the, the opening night, but I had to see it Thursday night after work because Friday, Rusty and I, Friday, early Friday morning, Rusty and I were getting on a plane to go to Florida to go to um, the Lost Bros Kingdom Classic event. So we were going to be gone the whole weekend. And I knew if I didn't see it before we went, that someone was going to spoil it for me while we were there. So I was, I was, that's what I was, that's one of the reasons why I was so stressed because I didn't have like any other options, like before we left, I had to see it Thursday night. Um, So I was really relieved when we got tickets at the El Capitan. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm assuming your experience was not as crazy. Um, It wasn't. I didn't have, like, the sight crash or anything, but, like, every seat was full in the theater when we went. For yeah, sure. it was crazy. Um, and so, yeah, we went, I think, I think because I already had to take off work to go to Florida, I think I just took off work, like, that, like, afternoon I came home early because we had to be at the LCAP. I think we decided we were going to line up, like, a little early because we knew it was just going to be, like, madness. Um, yeah. So, thankfully, because we live close enough, 
um, we can just walk over. So we actually went, we got um, something to drink beforehand because I was like so stressed out. I was like, what's going to happen? I don't know. I'm really nervous. And I rewatched all of the movies again. I did my, the chronological rewatch before Endgame. This time, obviously, with Infinity War and Ant-Man and Wasp um, mixed in there. Um, so I think I'd finished that maybe the night before. So, like, I was ready. Um, and it was, like, we, like, you know, we went in. We got in line. We did the whole thing. The theater was, like, so full. It was, like, it was crazy. Um, but I just remember, like, watching the movie. And I've never had a movie experience like this where, you know, like, everyone just gets so I mean like everyone has seen the videos from like the opening night reactions um and I think like that's something that I will always always remember is just like everyone in the theater just loving every especially once you got to the end of the movie like no one was upset that you were like yelling or screaming or cheering like (laughs) it was just it was such a unique movie viewing experience and I know you like you miss like lines and stuff the first time you see a movie because everyone in the theater is kind of reacting to it um so I didn't really care about that but it's just like that that that, like oh like the just the electric feeling of like experiencing the unexpected because no one knew what to expect after Infinity War um everyone was like oh Steve's the one who's gonna die and Tony's gonna live and just all of the speculation that nothing any of us thought you know was gonna happen happened which I thought was absolutely amazing and obviously you know we loved it it's so good yeah I know I remember everybody reacting at the same time to things was so like crazy like it gave me chills but Mm -hmm. I remember when um the screen came up and it said five years <laughs> later and we all thought it was going to say like five days or whatever and yeah. everyone was just like <gasps> at the same time <laughs> yeah no one expected the five-year jump um yeah it's just like it was just so good and like those moments when like cap like grab the hammer for the first time and just hearing everyone yeah because like you know you have like comic book people who like know like some of these things but then you just have the fans who are just like oh my gosh this is like this is this is the coolest thing ever like I personally because I'm not super familiar with the comics I want to get more familiar with the comics but not really knowing that that's something that actually happens in the comics like obviously they kind of teased it in Ultron like ooh, can Cap lift the hammer it budged a little bit but like seeing it happen you're just like oh oh my gosh and that's still probably one of like the coolest moments or just the like Avengers assemble like when that Mm -hmm. all was happening like as the characters were coming out like you know just everyone was like so excited and cheering um and like that's one of the things that I think is just it's so cool about these movies is like especially when you go see them on like opening night like you just it's such a like collective amazement and awesomeness um yeah I was just yeah it's such such a cool experience I'm 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 thankful as a fan I got to live and experience this you know that moment for sure there is one moment I won't ever forget and it was towards the end of the movie when Bucky came out and I remember like everyone's like freaking out during this movie it's really like cool and it's fine because everyone's freaking out the same things but this girl behind me was in love with Bucky (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she just was like, Bucky, woo, Bucky, 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 
like she kept saying buggy and like she couldn't <laughs> breathe and my husband and I were like oh my god what is happening he's, he's alive it's fine yeah like, goodness gracious but um yeah I'll always remember that and I was like what is the big deal like Bucky's like okay and now after watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier I'm like oh, Bucky <laughs> now you're on the- <laughs> I mean we all love Bucky I mean I love Sebastian Stan it's very if he and Chris Evans are both in front of me I don't know if I could pick it would be very difficult mm. it would be the most difficult ever <laughs> <laughs> for sure for um, sure so can we get a carolyn recap of this movie <laughs> oh i guess we can get a carolyn recap of this movie i actually pulled up <laughs> the wikipedia <laughs> plot summary so i don't forget anything because this guys this is a long movie this movie's three so hours. long i remember people were freaking out before this movie that like it's going to be three hours straight and you couldn't go to the bathroom because it's all going to be action, action, action. And I like got a shirt that said I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do remember that. Everyone was freaking out because it was three hours, but that's the advantage like, and of seeing it a second time after like, and I think people actually put out beforehand. They're like, these are the moments where you could go to the bathroom and you really wouldn't like miss anything major. Um, but yeah, I think, I think after my first viewing, I was like, I don't care. I know when I can get up and leave and not miss like my favorite moments. Um, I did cry more the second time I saw it because I knew what was coming. And then you catch like some of those little lines, like every time Nat, whenever Nat says, see you in a minute, I'm like, no, we won't. Like that one, the second time I saw it, I just was like, (gasps) tears thankfully it was a smaller theater uh, I went during like, the middle of the day because I'd taken the day off after we got back from Kingdom Classic I was like I'm gonna go see it again because I want to see it again and yeah I sobbed so much that mm. second time um but okay Carolyn recap <laughs> we'll try and do this quickly but again it's it's three hours even though it doesn't feel like it's three hours um it is it's a long movie um so 23 days after thanos snaps his fingers and kills half of the life in the universe tony and nebula are floating in deep space um you know they're becoming besties they try and fix the ship but are not successful so they're at the point where their food stores have run out and they're about to you know lose their oxygen so Tony records a very sweet message to Pepper before, you know, taking what, you know, could possibly be his very last nap ever. But Carol Danvers shows up. She saves the day and takes Tony and Nebula back to the Avengers campus where Bruce, Steve, Thor, Nat, uh, Rhodey, and Pepper and Rocket are waiting for them. Um... They then have a, you know, confrontation over, you know, everything that has happened and, you know, Steve and Tony, you know, kind of exchange words, more Tony exchanging words. Um, But then they figure out where Thanos is because they're able to find a similar signature to when he snapped his fingers on Earth. So it happened again. So it means he used the stones. So they go to this planet to find him, hoping to be able to reverse the snap. 
Unfortunately, Thanos, when they get there, they find out that he used the stones to destroy the stones so they no longer exist in in the universe, which I have questions about that. But, you know, we'll see how, what, they, what they do with that on later times. Um, and so at the end of this confrontation, Thor, you know, goes for the head um, and Thanos is no more. And then we jump forward five years, which, you know, crazy. Um, and five years later, we are in San Francisco where a rat, um, you know, just kind of walks across the instruments for the quantum tunnel and shoots Scott Lang out. Um, and then, you know, Scott kind of realizes what's happening and makes his way to the Avengers compound where he explains, you know, the concept of time travel and the quantum realm to Nat and Steve, who, you know, then determine that um, if they go to Tony, he might be able to figure out how to help them time travel back in time to get the stones to reverse Thanos' actions. Um, Tony, uh, who now has his family with Pepper and Morgan, uh, says that he can't help them, um, which leads them to seek the expertise of our wonderful Bruce Banner, who is now Smart Hulk because he spent 18 months, um, you know, figuring out how to merge his intelligence with the Hulk's strength. So while they are experimenting with time, um, Tony actually figures out how to, you know, create little, a little, little time, time travel device for the quantum realm, um, which then sets them off on their mission. Um, Tony and Steve make up. Tony gives the shield back, oh, which we just love. Because, you know, Morgan can't go sledding on it. Um, but while they are kind of, you know, figuring out the time travel thing, we have Rocket and Hulk who go to New Asgard to get Thor, who is, you know, emotionally struggling with the fact that he couldn't, you know, save half of the population and they got snapped. So, you know, he has been drowning his sorrows in beer and pizza and just you know got got a little a little tubby you know over the years five years you know it happens um and nat goes to tokyo where she finds clint who at the beginning of the film we saw his family all get you know blipped or snapped away so he has become a vigilante and has been hunting down you know some of those quotation marks bad people who you know could have been snapped instead of his family who you know he probably, you know, sees them as, you know, innocent losses and all of this. Um, so they, both of those kind of teams convince uh, Clint and Thor to come back and join the crew. They are then figuring out how to do the time travel. So they send Clint back um, to see if they can actually bring something back from the past. He is able to do this. All the time while they're doing this, they're explaining the rules of time travel to us within the context of, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which we learn is not like any of the other time travel movies that we have seen, you know, in the entire, you know, history of movies, probably. Um, <laughs> they list so many of them. It's a lot. So now that they know that they can do this, they spend time figuring out where to go back in time to get the stones. Um, so we get like a little lesson on each of them. Uh, and we realize that, you know, if they 
go to, you know, the right year, all of there are three stones in New York. So it limits how many teams they need to do. So they all have their teams, they know where they're going, and then they all go into the quantum realm. And this is where we start to, you know, start going to different places. Um, so the first place that we visit is 2012's New York, which is obviously the setting of the first Avengers film. So we get that wonderful flashback. Um, and so while they're in New York, they're kind of getting the time stone from the Sanctum Santorum. They're getting the Mind Stone from Loki's Scepter and the Space Stone from the Tesseract. So they have three stones they got to get. So Bruce goes to the, the Sanctum Santorum and there he, you know, is talking with the Ancient One who gives him a lesson on the stones and that if they are removed from their timeline, it creates branch realities. Um, so if the stone is not returned at that point in time, then that's going to create a lot of bad things. Bad things can happen. That's what we need to take from that. Um, so to get the time stone, um, Bruce, you know, convinces her that they will bring the, the stones back. And she's like, well, what if you lose? And he's like, well, you know, why would Strange have given up? And if it, you know, given the stone up to Thanos, if it was so important. And she's like, what? She's like, he did that? And he's like, well, yeah. And she's like, well, he's supposed to be the best of us. So maybe I made the mistake. And she gives him the time stone. And so now we have the time stone. Um, Steve is able to get the Mind Stone from the Hydra agents, which we didn't know were Hydra agents back in Avengers. Um, so fun little cameo and callback to the elevator scene in Winter Soldier. Um, he has to fight himself because they think he is Loki. Um, but ultimately he is successful in getting the Mind Stone for the time heist. Tony, unfortunately, is the only one who fails in his responsibility to get the Space Stone um, because uh, he accidentally has a run-in with Hulk who had to take the stairs. Um, you know, so many stairs. It's, it's, that's overwhelming. <laughs> um, <laughs> and at this point, because, you know, uh, we, they had the debacle with the, with the stairs, um, Loki is able to take the Space Stone and vanish to who knows where which this is setting up his show obviously so because of this um tony and steve have to travel to a shield headquarters in 1970 which uh tony roughly remembers his father and hank pym both being there so they have to go back to camp lehigh which is where you know captain america was born to get the space stone tony encounters his father and they have a really lovely moment even though howard doesn't know that tony is you know his son from the future <laughs> very interesting um they also have to steal pim particles because part of the time heist is they only have enough of them to get to their destination and back um so steve is successful in that but while he is trying to kind of you know evade the people that are looking for them at the shield base he uh sees peggy and gets sad and then you know obviously they're successful in their mission so they're able to go back to you know the present with their stone and more pin particles steve sees uh to evade um you know the shield people who are after him. yeah shield people who are after him um but they're ultimately successful in their mission and can go back to 2023 with the pin particles and the space stone 
So while they are doing that, um, Thor and Rocket travel to a 2013 Asgard to extract the, you know, reality stone slash ether from Jane Foster. And this also happens to be the day that Frigga dies, you know, from the Dark Elves. So we're in that timeline. Um, so Thor gets really emotional. He actually gets a chance to kind of like talk with his mother, which is like really sweet. Um, and while he is there before they leave, he also gets Mjolnir. So Mjolnir comes back with, uh, Thor and Rocket as well as the reality stone to 2023. Now we have Nat, Clint, Nebula, and Rhodey in 2014, and they go to Morag because they have to get the Power Stone from there before Quill steals it. Um, and while Nebula and Rhodey are doing that, uh, Nat and Clint uh, travel to Vormir where they have to get the Soul Stone. So as they're getting the Soul Stone, they obviously meet with Red Skull, who reveals how the Soul Stone is acquired. Nat and Clint, you know, kind of like argue on who is going to sacrifice themselves. Neither of them agree. Ultimately, Nat, you know, makes that sacrifice. Um, and, you know, Barton gets the Soul Stone and can go back. Um, and then lastly, before everyone goes back, um, Rhodey and Nebula get the Power Stone, but not before our 2023 Nebula is taken by the 2014 Thanos Nebula and Gamora, which then, you know, ensues a whole thing of them replacing the 2023 Nebula with the 2014 Nebula. So Thanos can, you know, go forward in time and fight the Avengers. Um, after they all have done this, we have collected all six of the stones, you know, the Avengers gauntlet, whatever you want to call it. Um, they are in 2023 again. Um, and obviously because Nat doesn't come back, they have to mourn her, um, and say that, you know, she obviously didn't, you know, they don't want her sacrifice to go, you know, unwasted or wasted however you how you say that i'm not good with words um so at the avengers um like avengers compound i almost called it avengers campus at the avengers compound um tony bruce and rocket all build the gauntlet um and once they do that they decide that banner because um he has been you know spending a bunch of time with gamma radiation um, that he is going to be have the most resistance to you know the gauntlet and its powers so ultimately uh, Hulk is the one who snaps everyone back into existence um, but while they're doing this they have the um, Avengers you know compound under lockdown so 2014 Nebula is able to bring Thanos and his warships into the present and they destroy the Avengers compound in the process. So then we have a big, huge fight that ensues, um, you know, multiple kind of like different fights happening everywhere, ultimately leading up to, we kind of have our big three battling Thanos. We have Hawkeye kind of down below Avengers campus battling Nebula and then ultimately 2023 Nebula and Gamora show up all these different versions of the characters is a little confusing. Um, so they show up ultimately killing 2014 Nebula before she can kill Gamora or Clint. Then they go up to join the Avengers. 
Um, and at the point where we think kind of like all hope is lost, Steve's shield has been, you know, kind of half obliterated by Thanos. We hear the words on your left and then all of the portals start to open. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just like the best moment in I don't movie know, history. Movie history. I love it so much. That's one of my favorite scenes ever. And you see everyone who is snapped coming back through the portals. Um and it's just just so many great moments in that seeing everyone that we thought was lost come back, literally everyone, and then more. Um, and I think of like and new ones like, isn't that enough? I love that part. That's so good. Um, and then we hear the words that we've been waiting 10 years to hear the Avengers assemble, which sounds the charge and both armies, you know, then obviously go at it. We have lots of little like character moments in there with, you know, Peter and Tony reuniting, um, Peter and Gamora. Oh, who else? There's just lots of lots of great moments. Um, and so all this time they're trying to keep the gauntlet from Thanos to take it back in time. So they have to start up the quantum tunnel that is in the old van. So then we have the gauntlet like relay happening with, you know, Clint and Black Panther and then Spider-Man and all of the, you know, Marvel women because Carol Danvers shows up, but Captain Marvel shows up and, you know, just obliterates the ship and uh, just, just so many good moments. It's so hard to recap it all. Um, but ultimately, um, Carol is not able to make it to the, you know, they're not able to get the gauntlet to the quantum tunnel because Thanos destroys it. So to keep Thanos from snapping his fingers again, once he gets his hands on the gauntlet, Tony um, does this wonderful little maneuver where he like pulls the stones off of Thanos's gauntlet and then does the snap, basically stopping Thanos and his entire army. And then it's their turn to be dusted. Um, and then <laughs> we get emotional talking about it. Um, and that's Tony's like final sacrifice. So um, not what anyone's expected when we first saw it. We didn't, didn't think that was going to happen. Um, but so then after that happens, you kind of have this like quiet moment with Tony and the people that he was closest to and he passes away, which is really sad. Um, and then we kind of like end the film with this monologue by Tony, which ends with his funeral um, and everyone kind of saying goodbye. Thor um, appoints Valkyrie as the new leader of Asgard and then joins the Guardians on their ship. And then kind of our last little bit is Steve Desai is the one who's going to return all of the stones and Mjolnir to their proper timelines to avoid those branch realities from happening. Um, then when he doesn't come back, you know, they get like all agitated. But we find out that um, Cap, after he put everything back, decided to, you know, get some of that life that Tony was talking about. And then he gives Sam the shield, which is obviously setting up our Falcon and the Winter Soldier show that we just finished. Um, and then it, it ends with Steve getting that dance with Peggy. And that, that's the end of Avengers Endgame. I think I got it all. You did! Good job! <laughs> Yay! 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 Yeah, Thank you all so, for listening to that. So uh, many things, so many thoughts, so many so feelings. Many. All the feelings. I still cry so much during this Yeah. Movie. Okay, so there's one thing that I was going to bring up last week, and I was like, no, I'm going to talk about it next week. And this is the thing. Okay. So, um, 
I noticed. So I when Clint and um now why am I blanking on her name? Black Widow. Natasha. Uh, Natasha. When they are going to Vormir, mm-hmm. I was like, why didn't um Nebula warn them? Because she knew that Gamora didn't come back when nope. she went with Thanos. Yeah, so she in said that. Infinity she War. That. Yeah, yeah. She says yeah, she says it. But she didn't know that, like, she didn't know. She just thought Thanos killed her. Like, she didn't know that, you know, Gamora was the sacrifice for the soul stone. She Doesn't just... she say a soul for a soul? No. Oh. Well, I don't know where I got that from, but I swear she said that. And Gilbert was telling me the same thing. He's like, she didn't know that she had to be sacrificed. Yeah, just she like... just she just knows that, like, Vormir's, she's like, Vormir's a dominion of death. Like, and, oh. like, but she didn't know that, like, Gamora's life was what, you know she only knew that um like she went there but didn't come back like so she just assumed that Thanos killed her she didn't know that you know I think what she said was like it was something along the lines of like he Gamora went and like he came back with the soul stone but it wasn't like very I don't really think oh, she knew. I, see. I don't like, really maybe she died fighting for it or something yeah yeah basically so like yeah she doesn't know the context of how thanos got the soul stone she just knows that he went with gamora gamora didn't come back so you know she you know she couldn't really say like you're one of you has to die because she doesn't she didn't know that that's why thanos killed gamora you know she Mm -hmm. could have assumed that gamora was like fighting him um yeah basically so she didn't she didn't know she didn't know that she needed to warn them you know that's Mm. that's a valid question though yeah um but i just everything about this movie is so good i know i really i really enjoy it (sighs) it's it's so it's just i like to say it's fun but it just it's not it does it it does such a good job of just revisiting some of those moments that we just love from the other movies like i love the callback to the the elevator fight and Mm -hmm. Winter Soldier, like the one that I pointed out with in the Captain America, the first Avenger with uh, Howard Stark, kind of he was messing with the Tesseract and then doing that same angle with like Rocket and Tony um, and Hulk when they're putting the, you know, stones in the gauntlet and then Rocket going boom. I just, there's just a lot of also, it's just, I think that's the thing that I love about these movies. Like even though it's it's a very serious movie, there's so many like fun lines. It's like, I thought you were build a bear until now. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's my favorite line of the. <laughs> maybe I am. I know, and Rocket's just like, I don't know what a build a bear is, but maybe I am. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, I know. I feel like for being a depressing movie, they did a really good job of like balancing it and making it like still putting in some funny moments. Yeah, I I agree, and I I wouldn't say it's depressing because ultimately it ends well. Yeah, it's, it's just. It's a struggle, though. It's it's realistic. Like, you know, um, like, we knew not everyone was going to get out of it alive. Um, and I, I know people are like, bring Iron Man back. Bring Black Widow back. I'm like, but that just, like, undoes the sacrifice. Like, obviously, I miss these characters, too. Like, I like them. Like, I want them to come back. It would be great. I'm like, but also... 
like if you bring Iron Man back now, like it's what is that going to accomplish? It's just going to undo everything we did in Endgame. Like, it's, and then Endgame's not going to mean anything. Like, I it hate will. when. <laughs> no, I, I hate Iron Man back. No, I hate when sh- it's like when shows do this when like character death, like when a character death doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I it's like a char- a character dies and all of a sudden they come back. It's like okay, so we're just gonna not have any rules of anything apply to this yeah that's um, true. like i feel like at some point we could have because obviously we have artificial intelligence within the marvel cinematic universe um and we all we know that in the comics tony does become a sort of like ai like i think that could be a really interesting thing to do if robert downey jr ever wanted to just like lend his voice to something where it's like you know maybe peter invents some sort of ai that has you know tony stark level intelligence and is kind of based on tony stark and you know i like that could be an interesting thing but i think to bring tony stark back as tony stark um at least right now like maybe in a couple years you know it will feel differently but i think to bring him back in the future of the MCU would be like, I don't know. It would cheapen it would cheapen that moment for me personally. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I feel like one of the moments I really love in this movie is the girl power moment at the end <laughs> when they're fighting. I loved it in um Infinity War. There was like a mini one and then yeah. they made it even better in Endgame. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more, more, more. I did think, though, like, Captain Marvel came out um, in between these, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I remember everyone speculating that Captain Marvel was going to be in this one really heavily and that she was going to save the day. And, like, she did make a significant impact at the end, but, like, she was still barely in it. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that because everyone's like, she's so powerful and, like, she could beat Thanos and all of those things, um, which I think is really fun that they kind of address some of those things in the show, um, like with Wanda or Doctor Strange or even, you know, Captain Marvel, like, because they do have, you know, rather limitless powers or so it seems um, currently. But you notice in Endgame, it's very strategic how they tie up, like, you know, some of those characters, like they, the water, you know, the wall breaks and the water is going to flood everywhere. So Doctor Strange has to keep the water up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with like Wanda, like she's about to like, you know, like rip them in half and he's like rain fire. So like they rain fire down to like, you know, subdue Wanda. And then even with Carol, like, he has to take the power stone out of the gauntlet to actually overpower her. Um, and then that's when Tony, you know, has to step in. Um, but they very cleverly kind of, you know, hung up some of the, had their, you know, really, really strong characters doing other things when they could have very easily taken Thanos out. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just just interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I know everyone's like, she was in it so little. I'm like, but I do kind of like that she was like she had a very specific part to play um and I know they filmed this before they actually filmed Captain Marvel and she said like sometimes it was hard to kind of fully you know know like her character because she hadn't actually played her yet um but I always say this movie's about the original six Avengers um and I like that and I I think she was in it the perfect amount as much as I you know like Carol and the character yeah, I agree. At first I was like, 
bummed because she has become one of my favorites but as I like have done more rewatches of these movies I'm like yeah I mean the original they deserve to have a lot more focus yeah Um, yeah I agree the original so is it's their swan song even though I know we'll see some of them and like obviously Thor has a fourth movie um we'll see Hulk I think in She-Hulk and Hobby Hawkeye has his own show Black Widow is getting her movie I know it's set after Civil War you know obviously because she has you know <laughs> died in the current timeline um but yeah I, I I think it's exciting that some of these characters still get to live on and kind of bring up, I think, those uh, new characters that we're going to get to see and who I think will eventually probably become the new Avengers, which will be exciting. Yeah, I feel like the thing that, like, frustrates me is that they killed Natasha and then they gave her a movie. And I'm like, you can't make me fall in love more with these characters and then, like, me know that they're not going to come back in any way, shape, or form. Like, what the heck? I mean, maybe they will. Maybe they'll do a whole even before prequel of her and like Hawkeye and maybe like following them on like their missions or something you know yeah and I could also see them bringing in some of the characters like maybe we'll like some of the characters from her movie but I wish we would have gotten this like years ago (laughs) yeah and I think that's kind of what everyone says um you know especially with like Captain Marvel and it was like you know Marvel waited so long to like do a Black Widow movie and she's been in the MCU for so long. And who knows why they waited um, until now to do it. Maybe they just weren't sure, like, what story they wanted to tell with her. You know, who knows what the creative reasonings might be behind it. Um, but, yeah, maybe they didn't know, like, what they wanted the concept to be until, you know, they kind of hit this stage. Um or maybe it's like because I've heard speculation that like Val is going to be part of kind of the Black Widow um, like movie, you know, in some way, shape or form. So, you know, who knows based on the characters that they're like adding into the universe now, like maybe it wouldn't have made sense to do a Black Widow until now. Who kn- I mean, uh, we've obviously been waiting over a year for this film. So it's just it's so much speculation on what we're going to be getting in it. So, and maybe we'll see it and be like, yeah, they probably could have done this at any point in time, or maybe it'll be like, oh, yeah, it wouldn't have made sense to do it until now, you know? Yeah, for sure. But, um, any more thoughts on Endgame? I just really enjoy this movie. I don't, because it's three hours, I don't watch it like too, too often. Um, but again, anytime I watch it, it just flies by so fast. I know. And, you know, even when you, you, like, watch it and you're like, oh, I have a question about this, like, there's always an answer for any question anyone has about it. Like, like this is a plot hole. I'm like, it's not actually a plot hole. <laughs> like, have, yeah, you listened, yeah. have you listened to them talk about it? Like, because when I was watching it this time, it was like, well, how did Thanos get pin particles? And then I, I Googled it, but I kind of came to the conclusion. I was like, well, Thanos has a lot of technology on his ship, so he probably just made them. And then I read an article and they're like, oh yeah like Thanos and uh Ebony Ma are like you know really kind of smart sciencey people too it's like so they just had their science people engineer more pin particles I was like yeah see I was right (laughs) I Mm. figured out what the filmmakers had in mind (laughs) oh yeah I never even thought about the fact that he had pin particles yeah because remember they that was one of the things they only had enough to get there and back 
one round yeah. trip. Yeah, one round trip. So they had to make more. But they have a lot of technology in space that, you know, we don't have. So yeah, it's one of those things that you just you just got to go with it. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy this film. I think Me too. I think like one of my favorite scenes are, you know, when Cap wields Mjolnir and, you know, just like lightning and I'm like yes yeah I know that last fight is like the most epic amazing uh, ever yeah and the whole end battle like the portals uh, mm. the portal score is probably one of my favorite scores like ever oh, it's just so good so good I also love this is random but when they um Hulk and Rocket come back to get Thor and they see him for the first time and they're like you look like melted ice cream and like Korg and um, Meek are there and <laughs> they're just like playing video games and he's like new master 69 is on here <laughs> can you tell him off and then Thor tells him off I just love that whole thing and then they're just like pizzas in the fridge <laughs> help yourself <laughs> yeah dad bought Thor dad bought Thor yeah oh that's what I should have called it I know but he's still worthy which I love it's I such know. a like, it's such a good message, and I just love that Marvel does all of that, you know, with it. Agreed. He's still worthy, but, you know, now he's going to be fit again for Love and Thunder, so. Good. What I really want to see is uh, a training montage with him and Star-Lord, you know, like, 80s style, mm. you know, like, because, you know, Quill was feeling a little, you know, a little tubby, too. He had too many sandwiches. And, you know, him and Thor, as much as they, you know, feel like they butt heads, I feel like they, they're going to have, like, a buddy moment. And I just really want to see that, like, 80s workout montage happen. <laughs> oh, no. What if Gamora falls for Thor instead of Quill? Like, <laughs> <Gamora>? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> be messed up. Oh, be so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be, that would be, that would be a Taika twist. <laughs> <laughs> no i don't i don't feel like they would do that though nah i don't think no. so either but it would be kind of funny but also sad yeah yeah we'll yeah. see so we have one movie left we have spider-man homecoming far- no no far from home yes <laughs> <laughs> yes uh spider-man far from home and i think next week we should write down our list of Marvel movies in order of our favorites and share those. Okay. Let's do it. So if you want to watch this final Marvel rewatch movie with us, watch Spider-Man Far From Home and then we'll let you know what's up next. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Disney Download. If you want to stay up to date on all of the park happenings, be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Diz Download. And if you love The Disney Download, subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and be sure to leave us a review. We hope you have a magical day and we'll see you next week for another episode of The Disney Download.